T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Friday's practice and Saturday's practice, he told me, are going to be the big days where he tests that ankle. He wants to push it a little bit because he wants to try to go out on Sunday and play with no restrictions. Now, the interesting part about it is they have several plays in their game plan, he told me, that are marked. And what he means by that is they've gone through them last week in Kansas City when they put the game plan in early in the week at a slower pace. Now, at the end of the week, they're going to try to ramp him up and have him perform them closer to full speed to see if he can do them physically. That is James Palmer breaking down the uh, Chiefs game plan with Patrick Mahomes. James Palmer, NFL.com. Jeremy White, Sneaky Joe here on WGR. We go to the Western Hotline, ready to talk a little Chiefs, get a little bit of a Super Bowl preview from Kansas City side of things. And joining us on the Western Hotline is Carrington Harrison, a uh, host in Kansas City, does weekdays there, covers the Chiefs for 610 Sports. Uh, Carrington, good morning. Hey, good morning. I appreciate you guys having me today. Thanks so much. So, another Super Bowl for the Chiefs, right? I mean, you guys are used to it at this point, three and four years and uh, consistently a contender like this. I want to I want to start with Mahomes and the the ankle, right? Is there a lot of worry about it? He he played, I want to say he played much better than I thought he could on an ankle like that in the AFC Championship game. And now two weeks later, I'd imagine that there has to be a relatively good feeling about his health. I think that's a perfect way of summing it up. The ankle really hasn't been discussed that much this week. Last week or a couple of weeks ago, I guess it's better to say, in the AFC Championship game, that certainly was the thing that everybody was talking about. But that really hasn't been a talking point. That really hasn't been a discussion this week. I think people watched the AFC Championship game. I think they came to the same conclusion that you did, that he looked far better than anybody expected him to look. So there's a confidence, there's an optimism heading into the Super Bowl that I don't think you can be 100% with the injury that he has, but I expect him to be 90 95%. I expect him to do a lot of Patrick Mahomes things in this game. Right, like that game, was there – the one there was maybe one moment he where run. he landed a little weird on his ankle, but right like even after that, Carrington, like when he takes off running on that final play, I, I don't know if you thought the same thing that I did. My first thought was, oh my god, is he going to make it to the sidelines? Because I don't know that we had seen him taken off and run like that the entire game. I mean, that was the thing that I was actually most worried about with Mahomes heading into the game. Is so much of his game to me is predicated on his athleticism. It's not just his ability to take off on that play, but moving around in the pocket, making some of those really athletic escapability throws is maybe the word to put it. So I was really fearful if it was a third and five and he had to run for seven, eight yards, would he be physically able to do it? So you're right on that play because we saw a couple of times in the game against Jacksonville, 
he just couldn't get it going. He just couldn't make those kind of plays. So I think those kind of plays and how he battled through it, I think gives people a lot of optimism. I don't think people would maybe understand it outside of Kansas City, but his injury hasn't even been the one that's been most discussed. A lot of the conversation has been about Juju Smith-Schuster. A lot of it has been about Kadarius Toney. Those are the injuries that have been discussed a lot more than Patrick Mahomes this week. The injuries to receivers, you know, it's a year where it's defined by trading away Tyreek Hill, their their best receiver, and still having a tremendous offense. Mahomes still doing the job, probably going to win the MVP. Can they do it if they are down a couple receivers in this game? At this point, I don't want to be the one to tell Patrick Mahomes he can't do something. When you think about the AFC Championship game, Juju Smith-Schuster goes down with an injury. Kadarius Toney goes down with an injury. And McCole Hardman also as well with an injury. And they still found a way to win. I mean, Marcus Kemp, who's a, who's a practice squad special team guy, he has a big catch in the fourth quarter of that game. Like, the Chiefs have just made do all year, even though they've had a wide receiver deficiency. So, at, in this game, I mean, I, I just trust that they'll figure it out. You know, you've got Isaiah Pacheco. You've got Jarek McKinnon. You are getting Kadarius Toney back. You've still got the best tight end maybe we've ever seen before. There's certainly enough firepower in I've got questions about the Eagles' defense. I, I think we all agree the Eagles' defense is good. They just haven't been challenged a lot by good quarterbacks this season. So I just wonder I wonder how great that Eagles' defense is. You know, Kansas City played Buffalo. They played Cincinnati. They played the Chargers a couple of times. They've seen high-end quarterbacks. Who's the best quarterback Philadelphia's gone up against this year? Is it Kirk Cousins? Is it Dak Prescott? They just didn't play the level of competition that I think they're going to see on Sunday with Kansas City. Yeah, we went through some of the stats earlier that they sacked Carson Wentz nine times and Daniel Jones nine times and another, a couple other rookies, Justin Fields, not a rookie. Pickett. Uh, Pickett Kenny yeah. Pickett, six times. So, and not to say it's not a good Eagles defense, but they definitely had the, a lot of their success against some of the lesser opponents, which is something that obviously, <clears throat> sorry, um, here in Buffalo, this Bills defense has been accused of that as well, of, you know, picking on yeah. some of the smaller quarterbacks, some of the, the, the quarterbacks that aren't up to it, and then a guy like Mahomes comes along, and it's a different animal. I'm, I'm happy you said that and not me. I was thinking that, that it was very <laughs> similar to Buffalo's defense, but I'm happy you let me off the hook so I didn't have to acknowledge that. But I, I really think with the Eagles, it's just the difference in the AFC and the NFC. Like, look at this year's AFC playoffs. You had Burrow. You had Tua. You had Patrick Mahomes, like Josh Allen, like, it's just a bunch of under 30 really talented quarterbacks. That just doesn't exist in the NFC. There was a lot of old guys or guys that we just don't think are there, the Dak Prescott, the Kirk Cousins, just that tier of quarterback. And in that division, I mean, they played Cooper Rush, they played the two quarterbacks for the Washington Commanders, and they got to go up against Daniel Jones three times. So, yeah, you were always up. You got pressure on those guys. You were able to force turnovers. I'm not here saying that I don't think Philadelphia's defense is good, but I think the numbers probably have them propped up probably eight to ten spots higher than what they probably are. We were we were looking through some numbers earlier about rookies this year and how there's a huge difference between the Eagles and the Chiefs. The Eagles have had the fewest snaps in the league this year played by rookies, and the Chiefs were number six in the NFL, sixth highest. And I wonder, from your perspective, they're in different spots. Hertz is not on that giant contract yet. I wonder if you and Chiefs fans kind of look at look back on the Tyreek Hill trade and the route the Chiefs took to where they have so many picks and they have all this cap space coming up. And do you feel like that might be uh, something the rest of the league can kind of look at and, and use as a blueprint of when you've got a quarterback on a contract like that, that sometimes it might, you know, 
it might be a lot to trade a star player like a Tyreek Hill, but it can work. I mean, the Chiefs have kind of proven that this year, haven't they? Yeah, absolutely. They certainly have proven it. This is actually what we led the show with yesterday is that same stat that you just talked about with the rookies between the Eagles and the Chiefs. I mean, they're in different, you know, they're in different phases of their organization, as you alluded to, with Jalen Hurts still on a rookie deal and Patrick Mahomes signed his deal. I mean, that, that trade to me was the Chiefs trusting their scouting department and trusting their player development above anything. You look to the AFC Championship game, they got significant contribution by seven rookies. You know, Trent McDuffie was a first-round draft pick for them. George Karloftis, he got a sack. He also was a first-round pick. A couple of their rookie corners got interceptions in the game. So, so much of this season was the Chiefs really gambling on younger players, and that's what you have to do. If you're going to pay your quarterback the amount of money that Kansas City is or Buffalo is or Cincinnati's about to do this offseason or the Chargers, you better draft incredibly well because you're not going to be in the position where you can trade a first-round pick to go pick up an established player and then turn around and make him the highest-paid player in this position. You're going to have to figure out how to get first-round value from a player in the fourth and the fifth round. The Chiefs did that multiple times this year. Carrington Harrison joining us on the Western Hotline from 610 Sports in KC. All right, to the Kansas City defense, Chris Jones. I mean, Bills fans have seen him be very effective before. The AFC Championship game, was it his finest hour as a pro? I mean, he was dominant in that game in a career that has had, you know, a a few dominant performances along the way. I think it was the best we've ever seen, Chris Jones. This is the matchup that I'm really looking towards that I imagine a lot of people are. This will define who wins the Super Bowl. On the opposite side of Chris Jones, I think it really comes down to Frank Clark. If Frank Clark plays well, I think the Chiefs have a chance to win the game. If on Monday we aren't talking about Frank Clark, if he's a non-factor in the game, but I think the Chiefs lose that game. The matchup that defines the Super Bowl is going to be that Eagles offensive line going up against the Chiefs front four. Why the Chiefs were able to finally beat Cincinnati is they finally got pressure on Joe Burrow. They got five sacks on Burrow. They got that intentional grounding, which is basically a sack. They forced multiple turnovers. Like, football is a line of scrimmage game. One reason why the Eagles are here is they're the best in the NFL at controlling the line of scrimmage. They got more sacks than anybody this year, which helped them have a plus 13 turnover differential. And they can run the football really effectively, and they always get you to play their style of football. So in the same way from the AFC Championship game where Chris Jones played exceptionally well, where Frank Clark played well, Carlos Dunlap got a sack, George Karloftis got a sack, this Chiefs defensive line has to be a presence in Sunday Super Bowl. Should they be underdogs? I don't really mind it. I mean, I think this is a coin flip kind of game. I think that a lot of times we kind of overvalue this. I mean, it is a one-and-a-half-point spread. Football games are not won by two points. So just pick the team you think is going to win. I don't really think there's much of a difference between Kansas City minus one and Philadelphia minus one. Chiefs minus one-and-a-half, Eagles minus one-and-a-half. Whenever you place a wager on this, bet on the team you think is going to win because they're going to win by three or more points because that's how the NFL works. I tend to agree. Mm-hmm. Like a, a one and a half, even though it's not a pick, I mean, it kind of you know looks like a pick to me often because of the, the way these games get played. Um, do, you, do you think anything's on the line for Mahomes in this game, yeah. <laughs> Karen? Like we, Jeremy was saying earlier that he thinks he's rooting for the Chiefs just because, like, we've been doing this with LeBron today. Like the. The idea that he gets criticism for losing in the finals as opposed to losing earlier in the playoffs. And if Mahomes goes to a 1-2 and two record in the Super Bowl, I'm not going to take credit away from him. I'm sure you're not going to take credit away from him, but 
I don't know. Every Super Bowl you lose, there's more and more trolls out there that'll want yeah. to point to that. I want to avoid the idea that he he's one and two, so that means there's some sort of flaw. Like it already annoys me to think about people saying it. I'm with you. I've always thought that argument is really stupid when it comes to LeBron. Like it'd be better to lose in the second round of the playoffs than losing in the NBA Finals. It just doesn't really make any sense. I try not to listen to people and avoid people who make that argument because it's just not based in any kind of logic to me. Uh, when it comes to Mahomes, I think Mahomes is going to always have a protection as long as his contemporaries don't have one. Like, I don't think people look at Jalen Hurts as a contemporary. I think they look at Herbert as one. I think they look at Burrow as one. I think they look at Josh Allen as one. So as long as those guys are on zero, I think there's that kind of measure of, oh, okay. Well, I think what happened eventually with Aaron Rodgers was Rodgers got that one early on. But then everybody else started winning them. You know, Russell Wilson got one. Mahomes got one. Like, guys that were later than him started getting him. And I think it was, well, hold on. You've only been to one of these. You only have one ring. So, I think at 27 with three appearances, the fact that Josh Allen doesn't have one, the fact that Burrow doesn't have one, I think just gives him a measure of protection before the clock really starts. We'll all know when the clock starts again for Mahomes when it's, hey, you went to this Super Bowl, you won this one in 2019, it's now 2026. Where's the second one? I think that's when we'll know, but I, I don't think we're there yet with him. This is a good point. Like, did, did Peyton Manning not really have that narrative of can't win the big one until Brady started winning? Like, if I'm thinking back, yeah, I think he, that's kind of how that lined up. He was up. losing to Brady in some of those big ones. That's, so that's, yeah. that's, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Brady. I mean, Brady just, I, I think, you know, we, we, we're old enough to remember that, you know, the conversation was, well, Peyton's the better quarterback, just Brady has the better defense. Like, there was a legitimate argument that Peyton Manning was better than Tom Brady. And then Brady got to like three and four and five. And it's like, hold on, hold on. This other guy only has one. I can't say the guy with one is better than the guy with five. So I think the fact that, you know, they had that back and forth, they had that rivalry, and Brady was just so successful in the playoffs and started to have many of the same accolades. I just thought really started to change it. I think Josh Allen's great. I think that Joe Burrow's great. Herbert's great. At this point, I just don't know how you can compare those quarterbacks compared to what Mahomes has done. I mean, five years he's been the quarterback. Five years they played for the AFC Championship game. Three years they played for the Super Bowl. He might have a second Super Bowl. He's won two MVP awards. Like, his accomplishments in Burrow and Allen, all these other guys, there's not close. Carrington Harrison of 610 Sports and KC. Thanks for the time. Enjoy the game Sunday. Hey, I appreciate you guys. Thanks a lot for having me on today. No problem. Thanks for coming on. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter, C.Harrison. Does a great job there in Kansas City. Been on his show. Good to have him on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Mahomes angle, I don't... I mean, he's already on I'll another say, level if he wins again. I'll I mean, tell you, it's it, it's one of those things... You know how you can have your own contradictions? You know that you think one thing and you think another and they don't make sense? Mm-hmm. I can't stand Tom Brady. Why? He wins all the time. It's annoying, and people never stop telling me how great he is. Now describe Patrick Mahomes. He wins all the time. He's great. People never stop telling me how great he is. I don't hate him. Maybe in yeah. ten, maybe in ten years I will, but right now I don't. He doesn't bother me. Watching him perform these incredible, pl- watching him spin away and throw a jump pass, I don't get annoyed. I don't say Josh Allen did that last week and nobody noticed. Well, like it, I don't have that endless in my head for Mahomes. I, I, I like watching him play and I, I don't root against him. Is it because how great he is is more in your face when you watch him play? Like it's it's easier to see, right? It's 
he's spinning away from a guy and he's throwing it cross body with like a sidearm. He's making plays out there that anyone can look at and say, oh yeah, that's why that guy's amazing. It's objectively great. Whereas Brady, how, how would people tell you he's great? Wow, fiery competitor. The guy wants it more than anybody else. Look at yeah. the preparation and just all of that other stuff is what would be talked about for Brady. Whereas Mahomes, everyone just goes, wow, did you see that? Yeah, that might be right. It also might be that Mahomes hasn't been keeping the Bills out of the playoffs for 17 years. That's right, but he has been <laughs> keeping them out of the Super Bowl. That's right. Only about five. I wonder, too, like how I'll evolve with that. I don't hate him at all right now. Like I, I'm not there rooting for them yet for Sunday. I kind of want to root for him Sunday. Like I kind of want him. He's likable to me. Yeah, he's likable. He's fun to watch. I kind of want him to see him go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And is there going to be a Brady chase 15 years from now on who's the goat? Like I, at this moment in time. If he wasn't in the Bills' hair, I'd be all in on that. The only thing holding me back is he is... I mean, if he did not exist, the Bills probably would have gone to a Super Bowl by now. So if we take Tom Brady out, because he retired, let's take Rodgers out. He's in the darkness retreat. Who is the least likable NFL player to you? Besides Brady and Rodgers? Because they're... I mean, Brady's no longer an NFL player, and Rodgers might not be. He's going into his darkness retreat. comes out of his sensory deprivation tank. Um... Quarterbacks or any NFL anyway, player? Least li- least likable NFL player. Hmm. Who is the ultimate villain? I mean, I mean this Eli is, Apple, right? This is what <laughs> is that too easy though? This, I was gonna say this is where Brady really is the goat. He's the greatest of all time at easily being easily identified as not liked. Yeah. Right, because every sport has that, right? The guy you Alabama. That's easy, right? Duke. Uh-huh. Yeah. Everyone roots against Duke. Who who is that in the NFL right now? Even if it's not a team, but if it's a player, is it? Because again, I don't think it's Mahomes. Does anybody hate Travis Kelsey? I don't think so. No, I think I love the pro wrestling stuff that he does. Basically, yep. um, Belichick. Do you really not left leftover? Are you sure you don't like him, or you just love watching him lose? Now I love. I <laughs> definitely love watching him lose. Is but isn't it... that because I hate him? Yeah. Right, who's the but for that who you need the you winner. Nuts. You need the guy who's winning and you don't like him. Is it Yeah, Kirk Cousins? No. The guy I mean, he doesn't win. He doesn't win. I was going to say Russell Wilson, but okay, maybe. I mean, that's kind of recent though, right? Like in yeah. the last year we all started dunking on Russell Wilson and he stinks now. Yep. So, it's and maybe he'll be good again next year. It's just maybe there's a giant void that Brady has left open and if Rodgers leaves, I mean Deshaun Watson, right? Sure, for the off the field reasons, of course. But that's, that, that, even that's a little different. That strikes me and that's, as different. That's yeah. real world. Um, I don't have a good answer. Yeah, I don't have a good answer. Big shoes to fill. Kyle Shanahan <laughs> can't yep. stay in that for, fraud. For you, that's right. Kyle Shanahan. No. Eight oh three oh five fifty and one eight 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 five fifty two five fifty. Our thanks to uh, Carrington Harrison there of Six Ten Sports in KC. It's Jeremy White and Sneaky Joe here on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. 
and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. I told Fox, if, if I could just die on the show. Think about the ratings, right? We're all about, are we not about ratings? That'd be huge. Not only that, it'd be a huge carryover. Then all the networks would be saying, Roger Dodd on the Fox NFL front. Can you imagine the huge stuff? And maybe I'll get a statue out front. You know, if I don't have a statue yet. It's Terry Bradshaw saying he wants to die on the NFL Fox set. Interesting. Well, in, in if, part because it would go viral. You say, if it happens, the first thing somebody better say would be, well, this is how he would have wanted to go. <laughs> he, we have evidence. We have, <laughs> roll the tape. Yeah. He died doing what he loved. There's a report from, uh, we were just talking about unlikable players in the NFL. I don't know if this guy fits for you, but Kyler Murray. There's a, there's a report from Albert Breer from MMQB that Murray is a big reason why coaching candidates are staying are steering clear of Arizona right now and the reason why Sean Payton decided not to go to the Cardinals. And Breer says, quote, Murray hasn't been the guy to set the tone for the organization. When your quarterback doesn't show up for half the offseason program, that's a problem. Other players see it as a license to stay away. Hmm. On Kyler Murray. Which I guess this shouldn't be too surprising, right? Like they're going back to last year with his contract. There have been there's been stuff about wondering like if he's toxic or not. So who does that come from? Who wants me to know that? Let's play that game. Who wants okay. me to know that candidates are staying away from Arizona because of Kyler Murray? Um, the Cardinals, right? It makes them look bad. It's the same thing about why would they release the information about Kyler Murray's contract. Yeah. It just makes everybody look bad, especially Murray. In this case, you are the team with this player locked up for a big contract. Right. How does it benefit it you does, to let this out? I can't imagine it benefits you to let this get out there. So is it a coach candidate that didn't get the job? Like Flores? He went to Minnesota. Maybe. Or someone else. Peyton, maybe even. I mean, Peyton, Peyton basically... No, he didn't say it. But, I mean, I guess it could have come from another coach candidate. But the other thing was, we couldn't go back to last year again with that that contract thing. There was no reason why anybody would do it. But didn't we all think the Cardinals are the ones that let it out there? Kind of had to be. Yeah, so do they know what makes them look bad? They might think, hey, we're getting getting criticized right now because we can't get any coaches to take this job. Let's tell everybody why. It's Murray. It seems a strange thing to have as a report because we went through this a million times even with the bills like who would want this job there's only 32 of these somebody's gonna want it now you might not get jim harbaugh to leave michigan for it or sean payton to take it sure but you could get a coordinator somebody's coordinator will take the job and be an nfl head coach i mean the money is good well the bills at one point i mean when they hired chan gailey wasn't that nobody else would take the job they hired a guy who had been fired as an offensive coordinator over a year before that and was a failed college coach. So, did the Cardinals think they're they are there? Yeah, I don't know. The two finalists, I mean, are 
hot candidates, though, right? Like, Lou Anarumo gets a lot of credit for the Bengals defense, and Mike Kafka is an up-and-coming coach Offensive as an OC. Offensive coordinator with the Giants, yeah. So, like, if they, if he, if they land one of those two, I'm not going to think that their coach search was, like, some failure. But again, more and more, there's just more smoke coming out that Murray... Someone wants to blame Kyler Murray every two months for something. And maybe that's real. How about this? Cliff uh, Wayne writes in, Cliff Kingsbury wants us to know this. Hmm. Kingsbury's... He's in Thailand. Thailand. Do we even know if he's like... Fire off a text and just say, from what I hear, they're having trouble because the quarterback stinks. Maybe. I don't know. That dude seems pretty happy to just live on a beach for the next four years while getting paid. But yeah, no, that makes sense. He wants he would be the guy that wants everyone to know that it was Kyler, not me. That it's a bad job. Yeah. Yeah. Who wants who wants the world to think it's a bad job because of the quarterback? The last coach, let's just say he's a suspect. Would but you it, want that job right now? That's mm, a that's a I guess it depends on how much you know or think about Murray. But I don't. I don't know what to do with him. I'm. I'm infatuated by his talent and the arm strength and the athleticism. I'm usually not spooked by off the field stuff, but it feels like there is so much of it. If it's all coming from Cliff Kingsbury, then I guess that it's just one guy not being able to deal with him. But it's a lot of smoke about him that you don't hear about a lot of quarterbacks. No, you. That, that's right. You don't. I, who, who might take that job? If it's Anarumo or Kafka, anybody then... that takes the job is going to be told what? If you're, you're Mike Kafka, you're an offensive guy. You're going to say, I'll do my best here with Kyler. Like our chances here. Is it the Tua redemption tour part two? Like Mike McDaniel came in with the, with the Dolphins job and mm-hmm. all they did was talk up Tua for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then for being honest, I think Tua lived up to it. He lived up to a lot of their talk. Yep. He did. I don't know if Kyler Murray would do that, but that might be the first part of the job. You maybe want assurances that if if I don't get the buy-in or if this quarterback's not working out, what's the plan? Is there a backup plan? Right. I also tweeted out in the GR account who's the most unlikable player in the league after Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Get yeah. a lot of Joe Burrow. Yeah. That is um you also put a a follow-up poll: Who do you dislike more, Mahomes or Burrow? And I didn't vote because I don't. I don't dislike either one of them. Do you want to know what the results are right now? Burrow's winning. It's fifty-fifty. It's exactly fifty-fifty. Anyone saying that Burrow is unlikable? I love him for the reasons that you probably think he's unlikable, but that's just me. I think. And what would that be? Would it be the 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 cigars and like the the cocky arrogance? Yeah, the, some of the stuff that people might not like LeBron for. Yeah. Right. Like he kind of acts as though he knows how great he is. Which usually, that does not turn me off. No. Like, I like Burrow, too. But even, like, I don't know, there are fans out there that might not like the way he dresses. Right, drawing attention to yourself, that kind of thing. Like, be a part of the team. That stuff never bothers me. No. But if he continues to not win... Well, then, that's the thing. If you are a player that has that persona and doesn't win you open yourself up to that sort of criticism. Sure. And if you're true to yourself, you just don't care. You just don't care. Right. You, hey, don't you think you should spend a little less time doing this? No, I'm doing fine. You know, there's a, there's probably a line here. Kyler Murray got criticized for playing video games. Joe Burrow openly plays video games. Right. The, right. the, the difference yeah. is 
one guy's team is making the playoffs and winning playoff games, and the other guy's not. Right. Now, there could be other factors there, but that's the same basic thing. Joe Burrow, on a plane, we watch film after a game. No, I play Super Smash Brothers. Murray yeah. got Murray had somebody on the internet looking into his passer rating when there were Call of Duty double point we- weekends. <laughs> yeah, like that been, happened. <laughs> there've been deep dives there, and if, yep. that's, that's the thing. If Burrow's production drops off and all of a sudden he's not very good and they miss the playoffs, they're going to be talking about Super Smash Brothers for him. Mm-hmm. But he's not afraid of it because then that you know who's a good comparison for that? That's what started happening with Cam Newton. Like, the moment Cam Newton wasn't going to the Super Bowl and wasn't winning the NFC South every year... It was about how he dressed. Everybody was coming after him mm-hmm. with it. Yeah, I, so I like guys that are true to themselves. And if you're true to yourself, if you being true to yourself is being a quiet person, then that's fine, too. You know, I've said it a hundred times. It's the main reason I don't like Brady. I don't Because think he, you don't think he's true to himself ever, at all. Ever. Yeah. Absolutely. There, hey, there might never be another like him Absolutely. He's never... True. I think we need Rodgers to stick around just to have this. We need this punching bag, don't we? Rodgers true yeah. is true to himself. Rodgers goes on and tells you he's going to a darkness retreat. He doesn't care what you think. That's a guy that's true. Brady only cares what you think about him endlessly, all the time. He's yet to do anything today to top Aaron Rodgers, by the way. Right. Should I go look at his Twitter? It's like five days in a row we're talking about these two at this exact time. I feel bad for anybody <laughs> I listening. Mean, it's going to be the whole offseason, isn't sorry. it? I'm sorry. I'm just... Maybe not Brady, but it's going to be the whole offseason is going to be Rodgers. But I don't, I don't, I don't, he retires. I don't dislike Mahomes. I don't dislike Kelsey. I watch them throw passes against the Bills or anybody else and run around in circles and get it done. And you can't believe how did you not defend that? Can somebody cover that guy? Yep. And I get all the way to I should hate them. And I just, I don't. I don't know why. Maybe it's because the Bills are good. You know, there's a little bit of that where. When you're bad, you hate everybody. And when you're good, it's, all right, hey, we're all in the same general room here. You've had some wins. We're going to come back and try and, you know, there's maybe a little bit more respect when you're in the room with the good players, like the Bills kind of are. Yeah. Is that fair? But everyone hated the Dolphins in the 90s. Both those teams were great. Yeah. Well, right? like, I mean, like the Ravens and Steelers hated each other for 10 the, years. The They're chi- both great. The Chiefs haven't had a player come in here and flip off the crowd. That's because the Chiefs <laughs> have never played here in front of a crowd. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. It, something. I think it is something special about them. About the Chiefs? Yeah. I, it's, it's, it is a lot about the personalities, I think. I think Andy Reid and Mahomes and Kelsey are all likable figures. Like they're, I compare them to the Warriors a lot. Like the war, like in terms of how fun to watch they are, and breaking the sport, and sometimes looking and, like they're doing something completely revolutionary. And there are lots of people that hate them, who hate the Warriors. Yes. Well, and what, what I was going to say to that is the Chiefs do not, in my eyes, have a Draymond Green. Right. The Warriors have Draymond Green, who I I don't necessarily think I hate him. Sometimes I do. He. Can be very unlikable. He is he is a lightning rod. Like he he wants you to hate him. He like he feeds off it. And the Chiefs don't have that. The Chiefs have got their stuff and their clay and their and their Steve Kerr, like all these likable guys that are breaking the sport, but they don't have the villain. And the Warriors at one point had two villains because of Durant really leaned into that too. So like who is that guy for Kansas City? They I don't think they have it. It used to be maybe Tyree Kill a little bit. Oh, yeah. But he's not even there anymore for that. Maybe Tyree Kill's the answer to this, by the way. 
Does Andy Reid, you said Andy Reid's a likable guy. You know the story yes. about when he got hired by the Eagles? You hear this recently? No. Story is Jeffrey Lurie told this story that when he hired Andy Reid, he took him out for an interview before he got the coach job with the Eagles. Uh -huh. The story is that at that early interview dinner with Andy Reid, that Andy Reid ordered three steaks. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> three steaks. Three steaks. And did he say when? Did he order them all at the same time? So did he go one after the other? That's the thing. So Andy Reid then talked to Adam Schefter and said, that's what he said? He's too funny. I might have. And that's the funny part. Andy Reid says, I might have. It uh, might, might have been for Joe, Jeffrey, and Andy. Other than that, I don't remember ordering three steaks. I'll take credit for it, though. <laughs> so Reid's not uh, sure if he's ordered three steaks. Here's he wouldn't the thing. rule it out, though. That's the thing. Yeah. You would, if you've never in your life ordered three steaks, you'd be able to rule it out. Right. I, I can rule out. I've never ordered three steaks Same. at once. I've never ordered two steaks at once. And here's Andy Reid saying, maybe. He's <laughs> like, like, did I do that then? It or was might it have another? happened. Yeah. That's amazing. So more on this. WIP in Philadelphia, the morning team, uh, Rich Farino, regional VP of Del Frisco's, confirmed Reid's triple steak order. So he here's what happened. Basically, when the server comes up and gives their spiel, they describe the different cuts of meat, flavor profiles, and textures. He described them to Andy and said, "Would you like the ribeye, the New York strip, New York strip, or the fillet?" And Andy said, "Yes." <laughs> Come on! And they—that's how that it got, is that's how it got started. They put all three in front of him. He put down about ninety percent of it. He estimates it to be about 50 ounces of steak. I mean, how can you not root for that guy? How do you not? How can you not root for that guy? You're hired. Right. And meanwhile, hey, him being likable, that's an awesome story. Sirianni on the other side, waving at the camera a little bit, swearing at refs. Maybe he'll, he'll lean into this villain role a little bit. It's possible he does something in the Super Bowl that has everybody looking at him a little bit differently. He he's, acts like a macho man a little bit. That's Sirianni. He does. He'll he'll be a good villain for the league. If, if they win a lot, oh yeah, he'll be a villain fast. Like, oh, what do I want here? He he. The Eagles win the Super Bowl, and he goes up and holds the Lombardi and just curses out the rest of his division. <laughs> curses out Jerry Jones. Curses out the Giants. Just go up there, be a heel. No grace. All yep. Yeah. All 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 trolling shade. Yep. Extendo Sports on the way. Jeremy White, Sneaky Joe here on WGR. Breaking sports news airs first here. Guaranteed. WGR Sports Radio 550. 2020 Sports. Extendo Sports. It's staged. It's staged. So we're watching a video of the Florida Panthers mascot getting kind of jumped by a Lightning fan during their 7-1 win yesterday. You think it's staged? 100%. 100% staged. Apparently the Panthers have said it's not, yeah, but, but I guess that's what you would say. If yep, it is. Here's how. We'll do the Zapruder film breakdown. Uh -huh. You know what that is? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I don't know. I'm a, his, I'm a history guy. Okay. I, got it. I mean, yeah. I wasn't alive for it either. That, I, that, is not, that is not an offensive question, though, to someone who's 27. Sure. I don't think. So, in the video, this fan fighting Victor E. Rat. Great name, by the way. So, he pulls the jersey over the head and bends him over a railing and then takes his hands off him right at the 13-second mark. 
Look at the 13-second mark of this video. Mm-hmm. The rat stays there and waits for the shirt to be put over his head again. And is, like, walked around. I. How easy is it, though, to get back up in that suit? There's no chance that this would have just gone on like this. And there's guys that are working with, like, that, like you know, how you have people <laughs> following the, the end, mascots. Well, at the end, he just stands and talks to them. You tell me if this is more, this makes it more or less likely that it's staged. Because now, all right, so Andy Slater, who is a, an on-air personality in Florida, he tweets that a mascot source tells me that Victor E's normal handler was off that night and the replacement didn't seem to intervene much, nor did the usher. All right, I'm looking at a different... Is that an acceptable explanation? I'm looking at a different angle here because the first angle I saw... There's, there's event staff right there. there. Yeah, right, but like... I don't know, is every... Event staff should step in, but will event staff always step in? Or no, they, maybe Vic, they think it's a Victor gag. Victor E. Rat isn't even fighting back. Well, he doesn't want to get fired, right? I'm, I'm not... Assuming that it's fake. What if he did this to Gritty or was it Rocky, the Denver Nuggets or... Um, yeah, that was like a real the, thing. The The Panthers are investigating the incident. Um, Are they investigating whether or not it was... <laughs> they, like, is it possible that the PR department doesn't know that this was staged? It was definitely staged. But, like, was it even on TV or was it on the arena cam? Like, I don't know. There's more, there's articles about it and, like, different websites that I'm going to want to read through before deciding whether I think it's fake or not. Because hmm. if there's, like, people reporting and stuff on it, then we're too, it's too, too many people are in on it at that point. This can't be, like, a 12-person-wide conspiracy that it was, you, it was fake. How many people reported on Drew Brees getting hit by lightning? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Right, good counter. I, like yes. that was like immediately. That's fake. <laughs> and yet, oh look, is he alive? Some of the actual NFL reporters played along. I'm saying Victor E. Rat was a plant. It's not. It's not a real assault on a mascot. We'll see. Well, they did a good job getting attention. Otherwise, yeah, the video went viral. Terry Bradshaw should fight Victor E. Rat. There's the solution. Yes, he wants to go viral. Sure. All right, that is it for us. One other thing, uh, the Patrick Kane rumor, hilarious rumor. There's a Chicago Blackhawks fan account, Blackhawk Up, that suggested that the Sabres should trade Paterka a first and a second for Patrick Kane. Nope, nope, and nope, nope, nope. I wouldn't trade, what was it, Paterka a first and a second? Yeah. I would not trade any of those things straight up. For Patrick Kane. No. He's... I would not even trade a second-round pick straight up for him right now. He's a free agent at the end of the year anyway. He's a free I, agent. He I, makes a lot of money, and he's not even really good anymore. No, there was a good right? chart on him yesterday that he's like... A liability. A, like a big, big liability. One, one of the biggest in the league. And yeah. now, like, the one thing you used to be able to point to... Points. Was, well, well, look at the points. And they don't need that. And also, this year... Let me look real quick. He's gone, he's gone way down. Last year, he had 92 points. In seventy-eight games, I mean, he's, he's this he, year. He's got thirty-five and forty-six. Yeah, he's so he's get, on pace for like fifty-eight points. He's still getting some points. He's is he the best American scorer ever? Sure, probably. Yes, but not anymore. 
Not something the Bills should be in, or the Sabers should be interested in doing. As a trade or free agent or both? Neither. They should. They should just. That's, that's have where I'm Next at. to no interest. All right. Sabers Live had a fun topic yesterday. Which former Saber currently in the league would you like to add to the team if you could? Like Marcus Felino. Ooh. Uh, isn't there an easy answer to that, though? Allmark. Allmark? He's the easy answer, sure. If you could pick... How about a skater? All right, if I have to pick a skater. A former Sabre. Any former Sabre Who could the rejoin candidates? the team. I mean, Didn't they say it was a deadline Sabre? Like someone that was trade at the deadline? Don't I think, know. I think it's any, just... If it's any Sabre... Any player that I mean, are, has played for the Sabres. Are people going to get mad at me if I say Eichel? <laughs> yes, you're not, right? You're not allowed to say that. I'm not allowed to say Jack? Okay. Uh, they scored four. They scored five goals last night. He had no points. I saw that. I saw they won 5-1 and assumed, oh, Jack got got out of that slump. Yeah. He's got one assist now in nine games. Yeah, no bad. goals. He had five shots last night, but no goals. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Is there another good answer to this? There's no defenseman around the league, right, that we want for this? Don't want Ristolainen back. I don't want Jake McKay back. Brandon Montour is having an incredible season. That's my answer. My answer is Brandon Montour. I feel like Don Granado. Did, did Montour play all of his games here with Ralph Kruger as the head coach? I, I might want to think that Brandon that Don Granado would get the same production out of Montour that he is currently having in Florida. So I think he'd be my answer. I think it's a good answer. Uh, He's a right shot defenseman. Too. Might want him more. Anyway, what's up, Sal? Any 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 saber like any saber who? What's the question? Here? I, I think they were asking any current NHL player, former saber, if you could bring them back, who would it be? At the deadline, I mean, with the way he's playing, would you not maybe go with Linus Allmark? Yes, he he almost yeah, like almost is the easy answer. Um, okay. Yeah, Allmark, I think is so. The it's right that's like Eichel. You can't say him. Like it's too easy. Yeah. Maybe I don't. Well, know. you you could. Okay. Could you say Tyler Myers? You could. You could say Will oh, Borgen. He's, he's, isn't Myers like shot, though, yeah. at this point? Um, Will Carrier? Isn't Will Carrier yeah. playing pretty well? Doesn't yes. He? He's always like a good third, fourth liner for, for Vegas. To me, yeah. Montour, though. Montour this year for Florida has been a legit top pair defenseman. What about Robert Hag? <laughs> Is he still in the league? Yeah. I forgot he was even a saber. Risto. No. You want to make- <laughs> No. Please, no. No. All right. Uh, what are you guys coming up on uh, extra point today? I am I am so glad this 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 discussion you just had just now. You guys had no idea. Kind of actually little bit dovetails into what I want to talk about. All right, so here's here's how I'm going to tease this. I have a Sabers question to ask Joe, which really for the masses that I'm going to start today with. I'm kind of scared to ask it to be honest. Like I. I don't because, want anybody to be mad of, at me for asking. Because of what I might say or just oh. the, because of the, what other people These might are the, say? Oh, it's just, no, not what you might say. Like, you're going to be like, dude, are you serious? These like, the, what, what, what are you talking about? Why would you ask this? These are the best no, questions. No, not even, I, no, yeah, I don't know. True. It's, what's that? Those are the best questions. Yeah. What is it? Can we know yet? I Nope, nope. I'm going to ask you off the other side. You can't we'll, even we'll tease it? The, nope, nope. Uh, Jerry, I think this was listening. a good tease. It was a good tease. This was a good tease. I, yeah. they, you may think it's a great question. But you also may think it's the stupidest question you've ever been asked. Please move on and let's go to something else. All right. That's coming up. Extra Point Show on the way here on WTR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.